Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us talk about this week's top NFL news in our games of the week. All right, guys, welcome to another week of the Post Victory Formation Podcast. I'm Kyle. You've got Mike decked out in his Green Bay Packers gear. You've got me. I'm dressed up like a normal person. So uh, we'll get into this week's pod and big, big week in the NFL, Mike. We had a lot of a lot of shakeups with contracts being signed. We had a lot of players franchise tag, others being notified their release. What do you want to start with? Kyle. The QB situation um, with people getting signed to pretty massive contracts here. We had Derek Carr getting signed to a four-year, $150 million deal. And then we had Danny Dimes getting signed to a four-year, $160 million deal. They're not the best quarterbacks. Mike, you got one more contract. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've got the the contract I'm happiest about. Geno Smith, three years, 105 mil, with uh, pending that he meets his incentives. So, yeah, those were the three big ones of the week. So that brings me to the bigger thing. <clears throat> Derek Carr isn't the greatest. Danny Dimes isn't the greatest. Geno Smith, I think, did better last year through adversity and everything else to shine. Derek Carr has arguably some of the best players on any NFL team, and he couldn't do anything with it. Why did he get a $150 million four-year contract? Why did Danny Dimes get a $160 million contract? Now they're some of the highest-paid quarterbacks. It's changing the league's, like, quarterback pay for the worst, I think. Like, well, now you're looking at Pam Mahomes, like, you signed a 10-year, $500 million contract. Yeah, you're still getting highest paid, but why is a Derek Carr coming in almost to you? Well, I think that, I think there's two things. And one of the things I imagine we'll get into later, I mean, this could be referenced a lot during the pod this week, is the... Deshaun Watson, five-year, $250 million. Oh, yeah. Fully guaranteed, a fully guaranteed deal. And I think that really changed the landscape of the quarterback market and what quarterbacks expect to be paid. And I think it's kind of... I don't want to be rude, but let's put it this way, Mike. Deshaun Watson hadn't paid two years. He hadn't played... uh, football in two years and he gets that kind of money and he has not played well so I think you look at some of these quarterbacks and the money that they're demanding and the money that they're pulling it's like hey I'm better than that guy and he's getting paid that much so I think it's kind of shifted the landscape a little bit I also think that's why well I don't want to get ahead of ourselves but I think that's why Lamar's not has not uh, made a deal with the Ravens yet it's just for that reason alone. But I think teams teams know that this league, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot at the playoffs. And I think that's teams being self aware and knowing, hey, you know, we've got we've got a guy in Daniel Jones who he had a nice year, really elevated his level of play, and the Giants had no other choice really but to sign him. And especially, you know, they couldn't use the tag on him or they couldn't use the tag on both him and Saquon. So they decided, hey, you know, Danny showed enough this year to warrant rolling him out again for the next couple of years. So let's roll him out. And then that way that enables us to franchise Saquon and try to work another deal with him. So I think it's teams having the awareness of knowing that uh, the quarterback market is only going to get more expensive and I think it's you know you look at these teams now like you said Pat Mahomes deal is looking more and more like a bargain and I think teams are seeing that and trying to sign these players to deals now while prices aren't astronomical 
And rolling on that. So I have to bring it up. Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. If he leaves, the Packers, I'm pretty sure, will take off almost a $40 million hit. Why would they would not try harder to keep them? And I know everybody keeps saying, oh, we're going to roll out Jordan Love, Jordan Love. What do you think is going to happen there? You're not going to like what I'm about to tell you, Mike, but there's an there's a article today. Packers are shopping Alan Lazard. And if they're shopping at Alan Lazard, Lazard and Rogers, have, they have a chemistry together, you know. Rodgers was really the last, Lazard was the last quarterback that Aaron Rodgers was the last wide receiver that he elevated his gameplay. Like Aaron, Alan Lazard would not have the type of demand he, that he has now on the open market if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers. And that just kind of tells me that the Packers kind of see the writing on the wall that Rodgers is leaving. I think they're going to shop Lazard and I think they're going to start to rebuild this thing. And I heard another little tidbit. I'm not sure if you saw the article today, but it was about four o'clock this afternoon. An article came out that Aaron Rodgers has, uh, he has secured an apartment in Upper Manhattan. So I think this the writing is not 99s, by the way. I think, I think the writing's on the wall that he, he might be done in Green Bay. Yeah, well, fuck Manhattan. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Uh, uh, Mike, I, that's that's your idealistic thinking. I don't think it's realistic, though. I think he's gone. But I want to circle back on one thing with this quarterback talk. The Geno Smith deal is essentially three years, $105 million. This was a team that was projected to be the worst in the league last year, and they make the playoffs. And I like the deal because when you look at it, the three-year, $105 million deal is more to two-year, $40 million contract. So he's getting 20 a year. That's his base. His contract is laced with incentives where if he plays like he did last year, then it, be then it really becomes a three-year, $105 million contract. But Gino bet on himself that he's going to maintain this level of play. And at the same time, it kind of gives the Seahawks a safety net in case he doesn't. But what I really like about it is it kind of it gives the Seahawks the option to draft a quarterback and let him sit behind Gino. And I think that's I think that might be what Pat or Pete Carroll's long term play is at this point. So uh Keep an eye on that. I'm happy for Gino. I'm also I'm happy for the Seahawks. I think I think that contract of the three contracts that were signed this week, I think the Seahawks by far were the biggest winners. Oh yeah, the Seahawks were the biggest winners. But you can make you can make an argument for Derek Carr just for the division that he's going into in the NFC South. No, like, you I, can't. I, I you don't think so? No, he's a fucking weenie. Well, how do you go from having the God's gift to wide receiver and running back and everything else and to going to a bum team? Well, the coach, one problem, one problem with the Raiders, Mike, if you think about it, when was the last time they had a legitimate defense? I mean, when you're always playing from behind, if you're Derek Carr, it doesn't matter who you have, you know. In the backfield, I mean, Josh Jacobs, fabulous running back. Love him. Problem is you can't utilize him when you're down, you know, 24-7, middle of the third quarter. You know, you got to start slinging the rock. And and he doesn't know how to do that. I look at Derek Carr kind of like how, like, at Matthew Stafford's tenure at the Lions. And the Saints are a legitimate organization. Now, granted, they're in the midst of a rebuild themselves. But this is where the rubber meets the road for Derek Carr. We're going to see how good of a quarterback he is as the team kind of builds up around him. 
and brings in talent. And we'll see if 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 he is in fact a bum like you think he is. I I think he's good quarterback. I think I think he can play at a high level. So we'll just have to see how that one plays out. I thought he was good until what happened last year. When um what's their backup starts with an S. Their backup quarterback, the Raiders. Oh shoot. I I am not if I'm but he on had, the Raiders roster. He he ended up coming in and doing justice for the team and then made Derek Carr look terrible. Like Devontae Adams put up the best numbers he had almost put up all year with their backup, and then there's Derek Carr. And I just don't understand. Like he's gonna go f- from that wide receiver core, Hunter, Renfro, having all those options, Darren Waller, stuff like that, to what, what a broken Michael Thomas that hasn't played in two years. Like I said, Mike, this is this is a rebuilding team he's going to, but I, it's going to be a team that's catered to his skill set, and I think they're they're going to put him in the best opportunity to succeed, and. I think it's a slam dunk for the Saints personally. I mean, they don't have they they're automatically the favorites now to win the NFC South in my mind. So do they cut Jameis Winston? Because if they cut him before June first, that would save him would save him twelve point eight million dollars. Do they do that? Yeah, because Jameis wasn't brought in with the current regime that's there. That was a Sean Payton guy. So, yeah, I think Jameis is gone. I think Andy Dalton is gone. Now, does Sean Payton pick him up for the Broncos as a backup? I can see Jameis going as a backup because how, when you think of peak Russell Wilson, how he could pass in the pocket, but he could also, he could also scramble. Jameis is essentially, he's a more raw, I mean, he's been in the league a while, but he's a more raw version of Russ. And his passing game got better, especially post-LASIK. He looked like a functioning quarterback in New Orleans before he got injured. So, yeah, I don't think Jameis going to the Broncos is out of the realm of possibility because I don't see other, I don't see another team picking him up to be a starter. And as for Andy Dalton, he'll land on his feet somewhere as a backup. I mean, he's still, he'll get you through two or three games while your quarterback's out with a concussion or whatever. So so out of the three quarterbacks, the big ones that got signed, big playoff push, you got to win the last two games, who are you taking? Now, am I speaking just from a strictly a quarterback standpoint, or am I am I going with the entire roster? Quarterback standpoint. That's tough. It would be... I could make an argument for all three, honestly. Um, I'll make an argument against you, I feel like. All right, you know what? You go first. Who would you take out of the three? I'll tell... How about this? I will tell you the per- the third place guy on that list for me is Daniel Jones. See, I was taking Danny Dimes for number one. Okay, why do you, Why... Why do he had you a broken team. One? He had a hopeful Saquon Barkley, new coach, everything, skill level, rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, decently clutch moments. He was making it work with nobody. I'm taking Danny. He's going to push his team, elevate him. Last two games, he's going to give me the playoff push. My See? last person is okay, Derek Carr. Okay, so we both, I, all right, so we both agree that, that Gino would be number two. Yeah. My problem with Daniel Jones is I agree with you that he has, he elevated that team last year. 
what my concern if you give him some weapons I don't know if he starts to overthink things and maybe gets a little careless with the ball like we like we had seen him do in prior years um I just I don't know I need to I need to see it with with uh Daniel Jones with a legitimate roster to bet the farm on him that yep I got two games I need to make the playoff push you know let's roll out Daniel Jones so you're taking Weenie Hut Central I'm I'm gonna take Derek Carr I just think that Derek has had he's always had to play from behind the Raiders honestly have never been very good during his tenure they go to the playoffs they get bounced Usually because the defense puts up infinity points, so or allows infinity points. So yeah, give me Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see what happens with him and the Raiders organization because old bull cut is not the answer of an owner either. Well, he's not going anywhere, but no, yeah, you don't have to worry about him and the Raiders anymore because he's gone. So, well, no, I want I want to lead this into our next topic and it's arguably the biggest topic of the week and that's so. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so, okay. As we discussed a few weeks ago, Lamar Jackson was going to get franchise tag. And he's now on a non-exclusive franchise tag, meaning another team can offer a contract and Baltimore has the chance to match that. Yes. Now He's not he's not playing under the franchise tag. Would you agree with that, Mike? No. You don't think he is or you think he will play no, under the franchise I don't, tag? He's going to play underneath the franchise tag because everybody's seeing okay, the Falcons don't want him. Um let's see who else. The Raiders don't want him. The Falcons don't want him. I think it was the Jets said they don't want him. All these I mean, those aren't some of these teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah, all these bum teams, and not just need quarterbacks, have the cap space to pay Lamar Jackson that would be a huge, you know, key player to build your franchise around from what we've seen with the Ravens. That's, I think he's starting to look in the picture like, Oh, I can't pull Le'Veon Bell right now because even the five most sorry teams in the NFL, the Panthers are another one that didn't or that said they didn't want him. You have no quarterback. Desmond Ritter is your quarterback right now for the Falcons. The Jets, what Zach Wilson, hopefully gonna get Aaron Rodgers, which isn't gonna happen. Go twelve, but you have all these teams that just. We don't want them. Those are the only teams that can afford them. Yeah, and I think I think Lamar is going to get a sober taste of uh, reality about what the league thinks of him. And I think I don't see a team out there that's willing to offer the kind of money that he's demanding. Now, I think there will be teams that they'll throw him a ball and they'll, they'll pitch a contract to him. But... I think, yeah, I think it's not going to be anything better than what Baltimore has already offered him. Kyle, did I just change your mind? No, you you didn't. I think he he'll sit. He'll pull Le'Veon Bell. I guarantee it. Like I, he might he might not get signed, but he is definitely there. Is not a chance that he plays under the franchise tag. So I want to roll this into another topic. There's actually an article that was released today. Uh, Chris Burke, betting.com, I believe. Las Vegas odds for Lamar Jackson. I've got five teams. I've got six teams. These are the top five odds. Um, top four odds, really, because there's a couple ties in here. So, Mike, I'm going to list off these teams. We'll go from the... I'll go from the six, the up uh, there's six teams. I'll go from six to number one. 
hit me. Like I said, there's a couple teams in here, and I want I want you to see if you can make a justification for these teams. So we got two teams tied at seven seven to one odds for picking up Lamar Jackson. You've got the Titans and you've got the Patriots, both seven to one. So see Lamar being a fit at either one of those places. No, Bill Belichick wouldn't want somebody like that. We know from his how he's been doing everything. He tried a Cam Newton. He tried the scrambler. He did the, the passer. No, he wants a pocket passer. He wants a Mac Jones. Rumors so, are that they want to trade Mac Jones. There's been some rumblings of Mac Jones to the Raiders. Th- they're not going to. Bill Belichick's going to try to shape him up one more. He likes slow. Little chunky before they date a supermodel quarterback that's going to sit in the pocket and they're going to do his thing. Titans, I saw a report like two or three weeks ago that said they're going to stick behind Ryan Tannehill. So I don't see him going to either of those two teams. It's not the scheme that they go with. Vrabel doesn't want that. I'm passing on both of those. What do you got next? All right. So we got two teams tied at five to one. So this would technically be third and fourth on the list. You've got the Colts and you've got the Jets. Both five to one right now. Colts are desperate. Desperate for a quarterback, which is why I think they're high on this list. I don't see an argument for the Jets. High on the list. I think they're big fit. Jets. you, You look at that. Look at that offense with the Jets. You'd have Brees Hall, Lamar Jackson. You've got um, uh, Davis. You got Elijah Mitchell. You got like all these key people. Yep, and they've got they've got a young defense that's very strong, one of the best in the league. Sauce Gardner. Yep, Sauce. So yeah, that it's a young team. I would be concerned if I were the Jets because, you know, this attitude problem, you know, there's reports of Lamar when he was uh, injured. When the Ravens were in the brunt of their pay- playoff push, he decided he wasn't going to come back, that he was going to put the contract before the team. I don't know if you want that in a young locker room, Mike. No, but RG3 came out with a thing when that had happened. And RG3 was like, look what the fuck happened in my career. Because I thought I was going to be the guy that's going to play on the slay injury, think I'm healed enough, 80, 90, whatever percent, come out and just ruined his entire career. And I was a big RG3 fan. <clears throat> you're you're not going to, if you think you're going to be worth this much and it showed that they can make it to the playoffs, Lamar Jackson put up great numbers, Um, you're not going to do it. And like, the best win percentage of starting quarterbacks since the Super Bowl era. Lamar Jackson's fourth on that list at 45 and 16. He hasn't been in the league that long. Yeah, but there's a problem with Lamar, too, Mike. How many seasons has he thrown for over 3,000 yards? Zero. And he's once. Oh, it was. Oh, was that two years ago? I believe it was two years ago. Yeah. Threw for once, and ever since then, like, he's never thrown for over 2,800, I believe. Now, granted, he rushes a lot, but in a pass-happy league, I'm glad you said that 3,000. sign a guy like that. Because the people above him are Patrick McCone, or Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Tom Brady and Roger Sovic. Those are the people that are above him, which are all... Well over 3,000 passing yards, pocket passers, don't scramble too much. And then there's Lamar Jackson. I could see the Colts picking him up. I hope the Jets do. But, I mean, if the Jets are trying to go after Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to be cheap. I would rather take a young quarterback that can still perform to shape the Jets than... 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers that needs to quit following Brett Favre's footsteps, but you're going to see that. I I don't think that would be a good fit. Well, you're going to get Rodgers a lot cheaper than you're going to get Lamar. Yeah, but I think the Colts are going to push harder. 
Yeah, I could see I could see Lamar to the Colts as well. Jimmer say he's he's shown that he'll he'll do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. Now granted, most of his quarterbacks have been bad. So uh You say their mobility scooters ran out of battery. Yeah, essentially he does like drafting handi- handicapped people or signing handicap quarterbacks. So uh yeah, Lamar might be perfect because his style of play is uh he definitely he leaves it all out there. I want to go. I want to go to number two, Mike. Number two, at nine to two odds, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is the most natural fit for Lamar. What are your no. thoughts? He's no. a Southern. I I believe Lamar. He's a Southern guy. Yeah. And Tom Brady's not coming back, at least for to Tampa Bay. I could see Lamar going down there and kind of have a similar deal as Brady where he gets he gets handed the keys to the kingdom and Tampa Bay is willing to spend money to get the players that their quarterback wants. No, nope. I could I could see them trying to do the same play with Lamar Jackson. They can be drinking more juice, Kyle, because I got to disagree with you again there. They're not going to hand him the keys to the kingdom because they saw that Tom Brady was one of those guys that's like, you can pay me dimes, nickels, pennies, whatever, but I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy to come, and we're going to go win a Super Bowl. You're going to hand the guy like that the keys to the kingdom. Then you have Mark Jackson come in here that's like, I need money. Go fuck yourself. You're not going to give him that. So, so I, I, I don't see that working. I could see it from from a uh, geography fit. You may be right because Lamar is not willing to. He wants the bag where Tom Brady did not. So that's a that's a good pull by you, Mike. Have you seen Have you seen this list? Let me ask you this before we get to number one. Have you seen this list? I have not. I only saw the list of teams that did not want to touch him. Okay. Number one on the list. Three to one odds. You want to take a guess who they got number one, Mike? Quarterback. Quarterback needy team. Allegedly. Three to one odds for Lamar Jackson. The Texans. No. If you want to guess. I could see that. Um. Fuck. Oh, um, I don't know. Raiders? Mike, it makes me physically ill to say this, but at three to one odds, they have the Lions. Oh! (laughs) Yes! Now, I do not condone this at all as a Lions fan. I do. Now, I can see the mindset. Lions have one of the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yes. You've got a court. We know Jared Goff. He's essentially he's a statue. Not the most mobile guy, especially compared to Lamar. I would take Jared's arm talent all day long. But if the mindset is We've got, we can keep Lamar in the pocket. He's got time. He's got lots of options at receiver. And if it's not there, then he takes off and runs. I could see the Lions having that mindset. Like, you know what? This can be, this can be our guy. We've revitalized Jared Goff's career. Now we have the opportunity to revive, revital, essentially revitalize a younger, more mobile, quarterback's career I could I could see the Lions no being in the mix for that and they've got a lot they have a lot of draft capital they've got a lot of cap space it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could pay him now I could pay him now the problem is is they would just shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to addressing the other needs on the team 
And that's why I'm not a fan of it. Because now you're essentially, all of your free agency is going to be spent, all your free agency money is going to be spent signing Lamar. And then you're once again going to be inactive the rest of free agency. And you're just going to draft a bunch of people that will take time to develop. So, bro. 4,400 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, three inter- or seven interceptions. Jared Goff. Yep. Dan Campbell has literally been shaping this team as a pocket-passing, play-smart team. None of this crazy BS. Don't Like, if anybody saw Hard Knocks, if DeAndre Swift even thought about not running the route, he got crucified for it. They don't want a freelance, crazy... Oh, after two seconds, I need to start spinning around in circles, running from hash line to hash line, trying to figure out my next move. That's not how Dan Campbell catch, or coaches. They are still... The Lions need to stay where they're at. Jared Goff is what, 29 years old. Yeah, he'll be 29 this season. He's young. Look at what he's done since last year to this year. He's cheap. He's cheap in the grand scheme of things. Last year, 3,200 passing yards. Over 1,000 more passing yards. 19 passing touchdowns and 8 interceptions. Jude, no. Dumb, no, not agreeing, terrible idea. Park the brakes, Lions. And I heard that I heard this on the lo- one of the local radio shows that maybe you know the Lions weren't one of these teams that came out and said we don't want Lamar. Could be just them playing the game, saying, "Hey, you know, we'll get them thinking that we want a quarterback, and maybe we can get out of this number six pick, or either trade up, trade down, whatever." So, yeah, I, I, Mike, I'm with you. I don't think Lamar to the Lions is legitimate. I hope it's not legitimate. I think they've got a good thing going with Gaw. And, uh, yeah. All that being said, they're the betting favorites at three to one right now. Can you see why I said the Texans, though, would need them? Oh, yeah. There's a couple teams that, that, need quarterbacks desperately but I just think again I go like what I said before I think that just shows you how little the league thinks of Lamar Jackson yeah and there's drama there too because his agent is his mom yes so there's not a lot of teams that are probably willing to sign up for that no they don't want mama's boy coming to her have a little right boo all right so and I don't, he's not getting the bag, Mike. I'll tell you that right now. He's, the Lions he's are going to get the team. I would cringe. You don't think he's getting the bag? No. No. Do you think there's a team that needs a quarterback bad enough that we'll see a lower end Deshaun Watson deal? No. I what, think what? I think the money that Lamar was offered by the Ravens earlier in the year is the best that he's going to get. Really? I think that's the best offer that he's going to get. So who do the Ravens get if they lose him? Well, they could draft one. They've got some draft capital. They could roll out Huntley again. There's, they did do good. Yeah, they've got... No, they showed that they could play decent football with, with the Huntley. So I don't know. I I could see a year without Lamar Jackson playing football. You just threw me off guard with that question. As well, that's crazy. Yeah i I don't think there's any chance at all he plays under the franchise tag. And I think he will pull a Le'Veon Bell and be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to play. We'll see how bad how bad you want me. And you look, there's a lot of uh, similarities that you can draw between Le'Veon 
And Lamar Le'Veon was an explosive running back, and he put up awesome numbers the year prior. And teams just said, the money you want? No way. And he didn't want to. He didn't want to come back to the Steelers. And he's like, you know what? I'll 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 see myself out. I'll sit. You know, somebody will pick me up. And I see Lamar headed that same course. And we all know how it played out for Le'Veon. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But the post fidgety formation podcast is definitely going to be covering this because this is a huge topic. Yeah, now that we're on video, we can show a picture weekly of Lamar sitting on the bench if he shows up games. <laughs> we'll let our editor CJ take care of that. But rolling away from quarterbacks slightly, um, top franchise tags. Yes, Lamar Jackson's in there, so we'll wave that. We've already done that one. Saquon, Evan Ingram on the Jaguars. I want to talk about that one. Um, Josh Jacobs. Darren Payne and Tony Pollard. Duran Payne. Or Duran Payne. There's two big ones I want to talk about, and that is Evan Ingram and Tony Pollard. What are your thoughts on those? Well, I mean, you heard my thoughts last week or two weeks ago, how I didn't think Tony Pollard was going to get a another deal with Dallas. So they tagged him. Be real interested to see if he tries if he tries leveraging another deal. Um, because like I said, I think Jerry Jones is obsessed with Zeke. But oh yeah, boyfriends. It it gives me pause now that they're they're franchising Tony Pollard. I think they realize Tony Pollard's a good a good running back, great running back. Um, yeah, this opens up the door. You know, maybe. Maybe let they let the Zeke thing play out, and they make to- and they make uh, Tony Pollard their guy after next season. And Tony Pollard can't hate it because well, I think it's like ten point nine or ten oh, yeah. two million dollars he's yeah, getting as a running back. Yeah, it's similar to what uh, Saquon's getting, and that's good. It's good money for a running back. Um, and then Evan Ingram. I'm not mad at the franchise tag because, you know, it was a contract year for him this past year and played well. You always kind of are leery of a quarterback or I'm sorry. Well, really any any position on on the field where a guy has a career year when it's a contract year. So I think Ingram, if he backs up his level of play again, a lot like the Geno Smith deal. Only Geno's not under the tag. If if Evan plays another solid season like he did this year, then they'll renegotiate and he'll be there tight end for years to come. Do you see that though? Well, <laughs> he his quarterback situation in Jacksonville is a lot better than it ever was with the Giants. So yeah, I could I don't see any reason why. You know, he's bought in. He, Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback you can easily believe in. You had late years Eli Manning and you had early early years Daniel Jones, both of which not good. So, yeah, maybe it was just a quarterback that was needed to really wake wake him up. I mean, he's always been he's been a decent. He's always been thought of as a decent tight end. With a lot of potential, and I think he start he showed that last year. You know, he had a career career year in reception yardage, uh, receptions, I believe touchdowns as well. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he can keep that level of play going, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does say eight nine games in a year next season that they announce that they signed a new deal with them going forward. Yeah, and you, you hit the nail on the head there with the whole Evan Ingram, or Evan Ingram thing with his quarterback situation. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the answer yet because to go from no some most interceptions. No, to- stop, stop. He had, he had a clown as a head coach his rookie year with Urban Meyer. He gets an adult in the room with Peterson. 
and they immediately turn around and go to the playoffs, Mike. You don't think it's okay to kick kickers? You want to hear, you know, this might be a hot take, Mike, but you know what? I'll take Trevor Lawrence over Josh Allen. What the fuck? I'll take Trevor Lawrence over. I've seen no, What are you talking about? Josh Allen always flames out. My Cubs. Josh Allen. Let's look at let's look at the Bills last year. Let's look at the Jags last year. Jags are down by what twenty four in their wild card game, and come back and win against the Chargers. This just makes me think the NFL's rigged. But Josh yeah, Allen, I guess Josh Allen would never do that with the Bills. He would be turning that ball over. Like it was a birthday party and he was handing out gifts. <laughs> Fuck. All right. We got to get out. You'll have to see how this one. Mike, you keep tabs on that. You write it down. I'm telling you, I'll take right. Lawrence any day of the week over Josh Allen. So put the mortgage on the Trevor, La- or Trevor Lawrence has better stats than Josh Allen next year. Yeah. Do it. Well, speaking of mortgages, is uh, Derrick Henry... Getting rid of his mortgage here in Tennessee and moving somewhere else. Yeah. Announced this week that Titans were willing to shop him. Your your comment about Ryan Tannehill staying really threw me off because I figured Tannehill would be on the on the chopping block as well. Um look with Henry. He has been their workhorse. For what the past five seasons or so, Mike, it feels like forever. But he he has been just pounding the rock year after year after year. And as I've said in previous episodes, running back is a consumable position in the NFL. And it can be two things because I believe this coming season is the last year of deal with the Titans. It is. I think the Titans are giving him the opportunity to seek greener pastures because, like I've said before, the Titans are entering a rebuild. I think they want to give Derek... Titans are a classy organization in my mind. They're a good organization. And I could see them be like, you know what, Derek? We know by the time this rebuild's done, your career's probably going to be over. You know, go get that, go get that deal. You know, go get the Christian McCaffrey. You know, go into a playoff contender, go into a Super Bowl contender deal. And I think, I think that's all that that is, Mike. I think Derek will not go to a team that's not a Super Bowl caliber team that's you know looking to bol- bolster their roster with another running back. Can I throw a hot take? Yeah, sure. All right. This is where editors going to cue the uh, uh, whatever sound here. Derek Carr to the Broncos. Derek Carr is not going to the Broncos. Or not Derek Carr. Derek Derek Henry. Derek Henry to the Broncos. Running back. Going to back up Russell Wilson right there. Be a great guy to hand it off to. Sean Payton, quarterback, for finishing out the rebuild. Jerry Judy's coming back. Good wide receiver core is going to be set up. He's going to be the guy that they're going to want. I see a good fit there. I don't see him. Go- you know where I think he's going? And you're not going to like it? Not the Lions. It's not the Lions. I don't want him. He's going to stay in the AFC. How about the Chiefs? Don't you just see Derrick Henry as a Chief? I see... One, Who two, and you call out? Who did you call out the other day that just threw me for a loop? You guessed the Cardinals two days later. It was a card it came was, out. Well, I had, I had speculated that Carson Wentz ends up at the Cardinals. I know that threw you for a loop. And that came out two days later. I sent it to you. Reports came out. Come yeah, that he was one of the favorites. I can see it. You can see it. But what happens to Edwards Alaire? I think Edward Solaire has been dead. I, I think they wave. I think they wave him, honestly. Really? I don't know what they're. Is he, st- is he still in his rookie deal? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could see and him. Next year. Yep, I could just see him getting, getting waved. 
Huh. Well, that's another tune in, folks, to come back on that, because, well, I thought I had a hot take, and then here you go, fucking burning me. Well, I'd like to think I know a little something about football after so many years of viewership and watching watching sport change. Yeah, exactly. The The Lions are finally a real NFL organization now in my mind, and I'm really excited for this upcoming season. But just, you know, as a Lions fan, all Lions fans know you gotta have a backup team. So you watch these other games with higher caliber teams, and you just learn to appreciate it and, you know, learn the sport. And now you, you've got to a point where I feel like the Lions are one of those teams. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that take ages. And uh, I know I'm right. So whatever, Mike. It's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I'm just waiting for a report to come out on, you know, my boy number 12 to see what happens. But. A lot of these topics we brought up are going to be carried on into future episodes as we see what happens. I have a feeling that this offseason is going to be extremely hot. People are going to be curious. There's going to be a lot going on. Um, you want to, one last thing before before we sign off. You want to just talk, there's a, a couple reports from just everywhere this week. A couple wide receivers being shopped around by their teams one being flat out released. I want to get your thoughts on them and if if you'd like them on your team or if if, if they end up, you know, not being in the league or signing for a, a minimal cash deal. So, um the first one is DeAndre Hopkins. No, of course I mean. Arizona shopping him. Arizona wants a second rounder and a conditional pick. Do you think they get it? Oh, bro, I'll find the Packers and the old down Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Be Done. You, you would take that despite, you know, he's had problems with attitude. And, you know, lock, not exactly a locker room guy. You you would trade a second rounder and a conditional pick for him? We have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Hasn't been a locker room guy for the last two years, but here we are. Fair, you know what? Fair enough. You know, let's just keep this locker room has been cancerous. Let's yeah, make it stage four terminal cancer. Yeah, so thanks for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, McCole Hardman, Kansas City's letting him walk. Yep. I do the same. Yep. Marquez Valdez Gantling came in, almost did the same thing. He's got the speed. A little bit faster. Hardman did his thing like two years ago. He has a still injury prone. Yeah, injury prone. Uh, letting him walk. Team's gonna pick him up to a year, eight million dollar ten. He's gonna sign like a Randall Cobb deal that he did when he was coming back. Nothing crazy. Yeah, uh, if he'll go to a team, a, a rebuilding team. I don't think he goes to a contender. I don't no. think any of the contenders want him. So yeah, he'll be on a, a like a Cardinals, Texans, Rams of the world. Yeah. So, um, next one we touched on him earlier. Your boy Alan Lazard. Uh, and reports are that both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens are interested in in uh, Alan Lazard's services. Kansas will take him if they do drop him. They saw what Marquez Valdez Marquez Valdez Canling will do. Um. With Andy Reid at the helm, they'll be able to coach on make them, you know, a little bit better wide receiver, not just a big blocking back. And yeah, they'll turn him in. Baltimore Ravens, they don't have a leg to stand on right now. They got too much drama going on in middle school with uh, Lamar Jackson. I know, I know that I shouldn't like him, but I do like Lazard, and I would be, I'd, I'd like to see him play with Mahomes as quarterback. I think. Yep. I think he could really take that next step and be a household name at wide receiver. Um, last one, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton out of Denver. He is not being re-signed. He will be a free agent. Um, I'll meet him. Injury prone. In, yep. That is that is a pretty heavy wide receiving core that's in Denver. And yeah, Sutton just kind of feels like the odd guy out. He's looking at another minimal deal. Yeah. Contender. You th- yeah, he'll be on like a McCall Hardman deal, you think? Or do you think? Yeah, I could see him. Contender maybe, goes to pick him up. I could see him maybe going to Jacksonville to assist there. That'd be a nice a nice pickup. But, I could agree with that. 
other than that, not really going to a contender. He he's he's got a lot of speed. Again, his quarterback situation has uh not been Diminished. great in Denver. So yeah, it's it could be like an Evan Ingram situation where he, he's just kind of fumbled around with you know subpar quarterbacks the first part of his career and then goes Jacksonville with a real quarterback and turns things around. I I like Cortland Sutton to the Jet. Jags. That's a good pull. So I'm here for it, dog. Now, yeah, those are a couple of the big names. Uh, I got one for you. Okay, the chosen one, or I'm sorry, his name's Chosen One. For those that don't know, we're talking. Oh yeah, Robbie Anderson. That's Robbie Anderson. Is no longer headed back. Yep. He's looking for a new team. Does somebody choose the Chosen One? Because that's his new legal name now. Are they yeah, taking the, him? Yeah, the CFL chooses him. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe the XFL. I yeah. It's... He uh, yeah, gets traded mid year to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals think so little of him to bring him back. Yeah, and um, I think Josh Gordon's a better bet than him. But following, yeah, that, I'd pro- I'd probably take Josh Gordon over Robbie. That's what I'm saying. A little smoke, a little you know, carry on, do good, but. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So we're going to be following all this. Um, I think next week's going to be just as exciting as this week's podcast. I'm willing to bet. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, there's some talk of teams. Chicago is openly trade, openly shopping their first round pick or their number one overall pick. And Cardinals sound like they're shopping their third round or their third overall pick. So. Yeah, we're going to have draft talk coming up here pretty soon. And, of course, there's going to be more movers and shakers. And we'll be here for it. So for Mike and myself, thanks for watching the Post Victory Formation podcast. Make sure to like us on all our socials, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you all.